Welcome everyone to the House on Fire and Austin Oaks Church Parenting Podcast, where we talk about all things parenting for every phase. Our desire is to help raise the next generation of believers. And today we have Seth and Dan Lee on with us. How are you guys doing? Good. Pretty good. Thanks for joining us. I'm pretty excited to have you guys. Thanks for having us, Lucas. So say a few things about yourself, uh, just so we can kind of know who you are and about your family. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, my name is Seth. This is my wife, Dana Lee. And then we've got two kids. Our daughter, Roman, is eight, and our son, Lane, is six. And we've been here in the Austin area like six months. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. We, uh, yeah, we're enjoying it. We live out in, in Dripping Springs, and so we're like, you know, pretending to, to be farmers. And <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome because you have like some chickens, yeah. some goats. Right? Some, you have goats, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And some raccoons and some puppy dogs. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, so, uh, I mean, what, what do you love most about Austin from like a practical standpoint so far? Like, is it the food? Is it a lot of people like the outdoor stuff? Like, like what's, you know, like the practical thing about yeah. Austin? We moved here in a weird time, like where there's a lot of things like closed. Uh, yeah. But the thing that I have found that I like, uh, a lot of the restaurants have things like that's fun for kids to do oh know, yeah like, a, like outside playground yeah like hat creek close to you guys has yep. something like that um i don't know babe how would you answer? yeah yeah for sure i think there's just so many options there are there's outdoor stuff there's yeah, yeah. there's just so much to do um so much so that you kind of never run out yeah yeah um, and we no, thought sure. we were like, we were looking forward to, we used to live in Chicago and we we're like, oh great, we're going to do this city thing again. Let's, we're going to Austin. And then as we were looking at houses, we we're like, mm, maybe we're going to go further out. And so yeah. we had a bunch of people say like, well, you should look in dripping. And our initial thought was like, that's way too far from Austin. Like we want to do this city thing again. Yeah. But the Lord had a different plan and we've really enjoyed it. So we're, yeah, we're out in dripping and we're like kind of pretending to be little hobby farmers and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a great, it's, it's just fun. It's fun to, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of what are you both passionate about? Like, what are some things that like mm. consume some of your time that you're passionate about, that you like to do, that you enjoy to do, that sort of stuff? Um, yeah, uh, we're, uh, uh, this is going to sound like such a, just a, a Christian-y, Christian-y answer, but Honestly, what we're most passionate about is is Jesus. And that's yeah. not like, oh, you have to say that because you're a pastor, you're in the ministry. We, like, that's what we do for fun. We'll, like, listen to sermons. We'll talk yeah. about, like, what we're learning. And, and it hasn't always been the case. Like, we we also do other, like, normal things. But our last little bit of, like, enjoyment, like, we get the kids down, and then we're like, let's listen yeah. to this sermon. Or let's talk about this. And so that's been cool to see in our family that, I don't know, a, a passion has become like not just a thing that we do on Sundays together or a thing that like I do at my job, but it's yeah. really become just a part of like what we enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, other kind of things that are maybe a little bit more like common. We really like coffee. We're all drinking coffee that, that we just made right now together. Oh, yes, yeah. we are. We love coffee. Um, so if somebody was like, you know what? I'm feeling generous today and I'm going to like mail Seth some coffee like yeah. what would be like 
and Danali, of course, both of you, the family. Sure. What like what would be like something somebody should send? Like a little blondie kind of thing from <laughs> from Dunkin' Donuts or like an H E B six pound bag of, you know, unground awesomeness? Yeah, we uh so Danley has for like years now gotten me a coffee subscription. And so my like office coffee is like real boutique roasters and fancy, but I like all coffee. Like I'll drink old gas station coffee. Yeah. Um, so I don't know my, some of my favorite roasters would be, I like Verve coffee that's in Santa Cruz. Um, I don't know. Stumptown is a famous one. Uh, 30, 30 coffee. So yeah, if there's a generous, yeah, I love it. All of those are like too expensive though. Uh, you know, I would honestly, I would, if someone's like into coffee and they would want to like share that experience, I would more rather than be like, Hey, I want to, I'll come and hang out and drink a cup of coffee. For sure. That sounds more fun. Yeah. Just come, come to church and find me. I'll, I'll brew us some. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us today. So we kind of want to talk about specifically today, worshiping as a family and how critical that is. And so, um, and you know, as a pastor, um, I mean, they're kind of, I have to be at church. Actually, it's pretty funny. I posted on Facebook the other day, like a goal for 2021 is to be at church more. And I had students that were like, but you're the youth pastor. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I know, but it was kind of a joke to COVID and, mm. you know, and physically being present, all that kind of stuff. And, I, and, I know that church is not a building and all of that stuff and it's people and it's a movement and, and all of those things. But sure. nonetheless, the, the biblical value of leading your family and being a part of a local church requires you to show up. And now obviously COVID stuff's different. A lot of families are watching church services online and there's some benefits and a lot of cons, I think, to that. Like for parents who have littles, and even during most of the COVID stuff, we were fostering twins, watching a service on the TV with four kids running around. Um, I don't remember anything that Pastor Brandon <laughs> preached over the COVID time. Like it was just, you know. Yeah. So knowing that, you know, being aware and, and you know, of that in our conversation, like, um, like why in the world, uh, you know, would you guys worship together at a church as a family? Dan, you you want to take a first swing at it? I think I'd rather you go. Okay, okay. Um, uh, the why is because God has actually loved us so much that he sent Jesus. And so yeah. that has, once the Lord has given new life to a believer, he has changed our like desires. And one of those primary desires that changes is like you no longer want to be only serving yourself but you want to start yeah. serving the lord and so a true like born again believer needs to to be in a community of worshipers because god has changed our hearts to now be about his heart and what god wants is glory he wants to be yeah. glorified and and he's going to get his glory but he allows us as believers to be a part of it and when we gather together as a church family it's like unique and special and purposeful yeah. and so um yeah, the the reason is because like it it matters because God matters and He's yeah. like He's shown so much love to us, and then He's given us an opportunity to express that love back to Him through corporate worship. And so, um, yeah, I guess if you're, it also matters. Like, wh why would it matter to come to church if you're not a believer? Um, because you could come and hear about a God who loves you so much that yeah. He sent His Son Jesus, and you yeah. could be around other people who have already been changed by him and uh, you could witness what life change looks like um, once Jesus has given hope. I think that's kind of how I would, I guess a part of the way, how would I answer it? Yeah. How about you, baby? Yeah. 
I think um, if if we pay attention to how we spend our time, we can see what we love. Oh, yeah. And so um, if we love God, it will show in how we spend our time. And, I mean, that includes all things. So obviously, if you... If you, if if you love God, if you understand what He did for you, you want to spend your time yeah. worshiping Him, and um, and that includes church, um, and that is such an example to our kids. Um, we the way that we spend our time tells them what is important yeah. and what they should value and what they should worship because if we're not worshiping God we're worshiping something else absolutely um and so if they see you on your phone all day or if they see guilty you oh man on so. your computer or whatever it is if you're yeah. um you know spending all your time exercising and you know whatever yeah. it is what mm-hmm. we're all worshiping something yeah um and those are good things you know they can be but they can become idols so absolutely. quickly absolutely and so um, it is just so uh, revealing of what's in our heart and what we're what we are uh, worshiping. Yeah. And so, and, and even even like, so the Bible tells us to give um, cheerfully. Yeah. And that isn't just money; it includes our our time and our resources and. Um, and so not only are we to, to give our time, God wants us to give our, our, all of ourselves to him. Um, and we will, if we understand what he has done for us, um, we will want to. Yeah, it'll be a joy to, to do this It will be a thing. joy. Yeah. Um, and then our kids, our kids learn by observing us more than anything that we can oh, say yeah. to them. Um, and so our kids will learn from us by our example Um, and I think that is so so vitally important yeah Um, what what better can you teach your kids you know than to that God is everything yeah and I know for this just for the sake of the conversation I know that you know, church looks differently all over the world, and it, it's supposed to. Like, there's parameters in Acts that says the preaching of the word, um, prayer, uh, communion, repentance. I mean, there, there's some key values that Scripture lays out, but he, but it doesn't say, like, how long it has to be or how sure. often. I mean, if anything, actually, biblically speaking, they're gathered daily. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, mm-hmm. so, but knowing, like, that the church has looked differently throughout history and throughout the world even today, and some people gather in homes, some people gather in buildings, you know, all of that doesn't matter. But I think the one value that we see in scripture is the family sticks together and the family joins worship together mm-hmm. in whatever context or culture that that may look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is not what I personally have seen in Austin. Mm-hmm. And even I sometimes have parents who will kind of roll their eyes at me, or at least that it appears that they roll their eyes because they're like, oh, Lucas is on this family worship thing again because... Yeah. Because like if, if if our if we don't build a rhythm in where our kids and our teenagers go to church with us now, then like why in the world would they why, like that's not normative and yep. which you know there's 
but it's like if we're going to be a biblical followers of Jesus, the family in a service of some sort in a biblical church preaching the gospel has to take place if you're going to call yourself a believer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I found so often the like the argument is made. Well, it doesn't it doesn't have to be like on Sunday morning. It doesn't have to be like in a church building because like we can just do that at home. Um, if you'll ask a person that's making that argument if they're doing that at their home oh, and yeah. they answer honestly, mm-hmm. it's like it's most often like, well, well, yeah, but I'm just saying we could do it. Yeah, uh, and that's a part of why it, how God set it up is. <laughs> Uh, go figure it's the best way because Mm -hmm. we need help we need his help and we need like we need that mutual like encouragement from even other believers this idea that like we can figure it all out on our own is like so foolish it's just thinking so highly of ourselves and while you absolutely can experience god's presence and power like individually and personally and privately there's there's nothing like doing it together and so you should you should have that private time with the lord in prayer and in study and that should overflow into corporate times and if i mean if you're like hesitant or unwilling to do that first as a family um yeah i think that's just revealing that there's probably some other like heart issues that Mm -hmm. that you need to hand over to the lord and let him kind of work out yeah um in you yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. Because the the problem at that point really isn't that you're not going to church; it's that that you don't want to something right. something deeper. There's a bigger problem there that has to be addressed. Yeah, a yeah. value issue. Yeah, yeah, and just like a, a relationship with Jesus issue. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was reading this morning. I can't remember where, of course. Um, where I think it was Romans. Paul's saying like, don't forsake gathering together mm-hmm. yeah. yeah hebrews like, oh yes hebrews yeah. hebrews 10 19 through something. 25 yes we 25. should go there because it is okay i think it's one of like the premier texts as like an encouragement for believers as to why yes, we're to supposed stir, to stir to stir one another up unto love and good deeds yeah um and that's we need each other we need each other to do that we need each other to to um to encourage one another and to even to to point out a lot of times we are we've created idols out of oh, yeah. something and we need someone outside of ourselves to say hey i see this in you um and you need to get it right and we we need yeah. each other yeah well, let's ahead. read it You're, it's a good like uh, i'm glad that you you thought of that and cool that you read that this morning mm-hmm. uh all right hebrews 10 19 through 25 Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw Mm. near with the true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful." And let us consider how to stir up one another Mm -hmm. to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Mm -hmm. And that's like, whoa, okay, we... We're commanded to do this, yeah. and God shows you the benefits when we when we do it right, yeah. And then points out like, hey, like 
it can form a habit of neglecting to do this thing. Like oh, don't yeah. fall into that temptation, into that trap because it's, it's apart from me and you're going to miss out on what I'm doing. And especially as we see the day drawing near, uh, we need to be encouraging one another and gathering together. And, yeah. and I love that in the passage, it's talking about like by the blood of Jesus, like we're, we're not gathering just to gather. Like there's yeah. a gob of churches who are gathering just as oh, social yeah. clubs, but man, under the banner of like what Christ has done for us, he has made a way for us to like come before the Lord in confidence through his blood that he shed on the cross. Like yeah. nothing like binds our hearts together more than that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like that's what we need to be thinking of. Like, okay, this is why I'm going to church because I'm going to recount. I'm going to think again about what Christ has done and that should yeah. stir my heart to worship him. And then other people seeing me remember that and worship him, it's going to stir yeah. their heart to do the same. Yeah. And I think it's important too, not to just show up, um, yeah. but to, to like plug in, don't just show up and leave and like, Oh, I did it. I went to church and, um, but, but be a part. I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole benefit of, um, of gathering and being a part of Christ's body is to, to be a part of Christ's body. And if you're just showing up, you're not really being a part of it. Um, You have stuff to contribute and other people have things to contribute on, on your behalf too. We all, we, we need each other and it, we don't, we don't um, get that by just showing up. Yeah, absolutely. I I thought of uh, Psalm 100 as it's like a a great, like, call to worship gathering Mm -hmm. song. But uh, if you'll kind of listen close with me, catch all of the commands in here. This is Psalm 100. It's one of those, like, psalms that's easy to memorize because it's only five verses. Not that I haven't memorized yet, but um, just listen to these commands in here. And then think of it in, like, a heart that's been changed, how it's, like, you will lovingly obey these commands. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's... a mark of a true born again believer is like every command you see in scripture, you're like, yes, Lord, like I, yeah. I see why that's going to be better and glorifying unto you and joy giving to me. So all right, this is Psalm 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his mm-hmm. presence with singing, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him bless his name for the lord is good his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations i love it yeah and i'm intrigued because often i just had a conversation with a student last week and dive into sin and what do they do they they go away from the church And, and parents and i mean it didn't really matter i guess maybe if you're a kid that, that i mean you're coming but um but that ha- it's easily for that to happen but also i i can't tell you how many times i've i've seen somebody for the first time in church for like you know like a month or or, or maybe even like a year and then and almost always they say it is so good to be home mm. yeah and like i don't get that at my house like i don't get that when i go to the mall or like i like i've never heard anybody say that outside of the context of I mean, like, I guess when somebody comes back to their actual house and home, but, but like I hear all the time, like when people are like, man, it feels so good to be home. And I'm like, yeah, homie, this is where you stinking belong. Why'd you bail? Like, and you know, and there's a variety of reasons on that, but it's just even, even that phrase, I'm like, that's right. You understand the concept, like this is where you belong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what did family worship look like before you guys, um, 
you know, had kids. Like, so you're like, you're married, you're together. And so what is family worship? What did it look like then? And then maybe we'll talk about like, as you've had kids and that sort of stuff. Sure. Well, this is going to like require some it's, honesty, yeah. right? So we, um, we were like, we were believers when we were first married. I was even serving in the church, but we didn't have a good practice or even a good biblical understanding. Maybe we had some understanding, but we certainly weren't like surrendered hmm. to do what God called us to do. I mean, I was, uh, I was gone a lot, like doing things in the name of Jesus. Like I'm, uh, I'm out touring or I'm at church so much that I really was like, truly I was like neglecting Danny. I wasn't like, I wasn't leading her right. I wasn't yeah. like committing to like, okay, I'm I'm leading all of these strangers in some new city in worship, but I'm not leading my wife in worship. And it's yeah. like, ooh, like I'm missing it. I'm getting it wrong. And um, and so that was, I mean, this is like sad to confess, but that was years of our early marriage. Like, uh, and even into having kids, it was like, dad's gone, like doing the task. Yeah. And in that he's neglecting and it's on me. That's not on like, that's not the church's fault. That's it. Yeah. That was like me not obeying God. And I'm doing my own thing thinking like, Oh, this is for you Lord. Or but really what it was like, I'm doing it for me. Like I thought it yeah. was cool. I thought it was like important and I was just missing it. So to, to answer the question requires like a lot of honesty, like we weren't doing it well, but it was my responsibility that I was neglecting. Like I, I didn't have that as a practice in our home. Like we would occasionally pray together some, but it wasn't like the same commitment that, that the Lord has helped us get to now. Yeah. Um, and even practically speaking, like we were at a church in Chicago with like a bunch of campuses. And so for a season, like that campus was that I was leading, it was close to where we lived. And that was kind of a sweet time for a little bit where it's like okay this is this is our church or at least we were worshiping at the same location together yeah. and then it's like okay i gotta lead over here uh, and so we would be worshiping in separate cities really like it's separate yeah. neighborhoods in chicago it's like i'm yeah. over here but Danley's going to church over here and that has impact like that's i think yeah. that's why it matters to like have some consistency with who you're worshiping with um yeah and so there's a there's a lot of differences between like how um how we're approaching the Lord and worshiping him now than what we were doing ten years ago. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting question because as long as we have been married, Seth has been a worship leader. And so I can count on one hand, I think, the amount of times we've gone to church together. Um as in like physically in the same physically car. Physically in oh, the yeah, same I, car and yeah, sat together I can relate. in worship. Yeah. Um, because he's usually leading and I'll go, you know, before we had kids, I was going by myself and, you know, leaving by myself. Um, and a lot of times, like he said, we weren't even in the same building. We weren't at the same yeah. church. Um, so just like sun, like just talking about like Sunday worship. Um, yeah, that's been interesting because as a family for a while, we really didn't, um, we didn't like literally worship together on yeah. on Sundays. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that we even really saw a value in it at the time. It wasn't like we were kind of like living separate lives, you know, yeah, going bit. to yeah. doing separate stuff. And um, yeah. yeah. Don't so recommend that. No, no, yeah. no. Don't do that. <laughs> it was not good for us. Yeah. We were not doing it right for sure. 
Well, I mean, I think, you know, I got saved when I was 15 and I was like, I am all in and, you know, went to church every Sunday and hung out my youth pastor and his family on Sunday nights and went to youth group on Wednesdays. And, you know, and then I went to, you know, I went to Chicago for yeah. seminary at Moody and then, you know, and I just, there was something that was awesome about going to church on Sunday and like you were known, you know, mm-hmm. but granted, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I lived there like my entire stinking life. And then I go to Chicago and I'm like, you know, none of these churches know me, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, well, the reason they don't know me is they don't stick around long enough to be known by anybody. Mm-hmm. And so then I would like, you know, like the phrase bedside Baptist in college. Mm-hmm. And I like my first two years, I didn't go to church hardly at all. And I was like preparing to be a pastor in seminary. And I'm like, dude, this mug ain't even going to church. Like, yeah. You know, and then, you know, my junior and senior year, I kicked into gear. I was like, this is stupid. Like, Luke, you should have this as a value. And, but I mean, you know, being married for 10 years, like my wife and I have, I don't think we've ever dr- physically driven together mm-hmm. yeah. unless it's, and I, I mean, I, mine role's different. I'm the youth pastor. So usually when there's a lot of all church stuff, like I don't have to do anything, which is like usually during the holidays, like sweet, this is awesome. So then we usually can drive together, yeah. but we've. Uh, you know, since being married, we've almost always sat together in worship and even personally not done student ministry at like the both hours. Yeah. Like a lot of churches in our city do like middle school at nine and high school at 11 and, you know, and for a variety of reasons. But like for me, I've like fought to never do that because yeah. then I'm like families can't worship together. Mm. And I I know youth buddies who have like been on staff at their church for a year and is, have never gone to a church service Yeah, because they're doing youth stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And so to fight for even our students mm. to be in church, yeah. um, I, I, and if families were to ask me, Lucas, we're, we're only going to, you know, designate one hour on a Sunday to church. What should we do as a family? I'd be like, don't send your student to youth ministry, mm. go together, you know, and, and, and I'm the youth guy saying that. Right, and right, I mean, right. love to have them, love to have a relationship, but I'm like long-term faith, you that you guys, if you know, in my opinion, you're going to be lazy, and that's all you're going to do. But that's not always the case. But sure. That's my judgmental aspect <laughs> coming through. But but I'm like, if you're only going to give one hour a week, for whatever reason, go to church as a family in a service. Yeah. And I would answer the same way. Yeah. I mean, Lord willing, until the day I'm, I'm I'm gone. But just that need for that, I think, is really critical. So what does that look like now for you guys? You've got a couple little ones running around, and so it's yeah. not just you two anymore. And so. What's, what's family worship, you know, and primarily in the context right now of just talking about the corporate gathering mm-hmm. of believers. What does that look like for you guys now? Well, we still don't go to church together most of the time. <laughs> uh, but I think... Like at the, like at the same time, like... You, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, we don't go to church in the same car still because, you know... Yeah, you don't physically job. drive we together. We don't drive together, yeah. but we... we we know that we're doing it together. I, yeah. Do you know uh, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, for sure. And even, uh, I don't know, like we're getting into a groove. It's been, what, three or four weeks where we've been doing like the two services. And so like I know you guys are going to be there at like 11.01 a.m. Like as the kids video has just started, I'm like, where's my crew? And then like one of them will come up behind me and I'm like, oh, hey, hey, hey. I, I think and the same thing every Sunday. I'm like. Where are they at? Like, I know, she, I know she's coming. Like, I'm, I'm confident she'll be here. Um, uh, but even that, that's been like, uh, we, we've said we've enjoyed like having our kids around and, and we, we love like kids church for like the sake of our kids community. We, we love yeah. that too, but we have, we've truly enjoyed that. We've kind of seen that as one of the, like, um, I don't know, one of the rare benefits of this, like 
COVID season. Oh yeah. And I like, ugh, didn't want to even say that word, but, um, that has been like a, that's been a benefit. Like we've, yeah. we got to worship together as a family. Yeah. And, um, so like at the beginning, at the beginning of the season, like, uh, we were pre-recording Sunday services and then like attempting to watch it back as a family on Sunday mornings. And we like tried it yeah. and it's hard. Like the at home oh, man. watching a video thing is like, I mean, I'm, I am a pastor was a part of the recording and I'm still like, Oh my gosh, like <laughs> yeah. what, what are we doing <laughs> for real? I feel you. And so I, I think it's a, I know it's a hard thing to look right in the eyes and like, and understand, but that the, the online thing is really tough. I'm not saying it's wrong, uh, yeah. but it's really difficult. At least it was a challenge for me. It was a challenge like for us to engage as a family. And so we we tried it, and then it was really great when we got to like go gather together again uh, outside in the courtyard. It was like, oh man, there was like life and energy, and we were together, and our kids were like seeing us yeah. engaged in in worship and. Um, one of the pieces that is like most encouraging to my heart right now in this season is like, I'll get to be you know, leading us in a, like a corporate time of worship and look over and see Dan Lee just like worshiping her heart out. And it's like so encouraging to me. And then like Roman and Lane are right there next to her seeing yeah. like mom hands raised, seeing mom like, loving jesus like expressing gratitude to him and i mean we could tell them a thousand bible stories we could tell mm -hmm. them so much about jesus loves you we could say so many words that will never amount to like yeah. seeing like mom and dad just love jesus and that that is like awesome yeah last week uh roman our eight-year-old she uh we were talking about um what are ways that like we can love God and there, you know, we can, we can share. I'm like, that's great. We can, uh, we can be kind to one another. Like, that's great. I'm like, what are some ways that we can like, like, you know, tell God that we love him, show, show him. And, um, Lane's like, we could pray. I'm like, yeah, awesome. And the Romans like, and we could sing. And she's like, well, that's kind of like the same as praying, except you do it louder and it feels like you mean it more. And I'm like, <laughs> that's awesome. oh, Roman, that's like, awesome. yeah, that is such a good explanation. Like yeah. from an eight-year-old's perspective of like what we're doing in corporate worship, she gets it. She's like, okay, we're praying, except we're praying louder and mm -hmm. it makes it feel like we mean it more. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like high that's five awesome. me. High five me, little girl. That's awesome. No, I love it. Um, yeah. And I, you know, and, and, it, and I mean, we talked about this when we met up a few weeks ago where I, I kind of just was like, hey, man, it means a lot to my, for me and my family to see you guys worshiping together because, and we talked about it, like not a lot of pastors and their families do that. And I'm not saying that like sitting next to each other with your kids is like you're somehow holier. Yeah. It, you know, it's not that at all, but there is something about the example like that you talked about that our kids need to see. And so that physically being present as a family, in my opinion, is one of the best things. Because I've talked to a lot of dads, and a lot of dads said, man, I wish I would have been in church more. I have not talked to very many that have ever said, you know, like we went too much. Like I, I just haven't heard that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I and and so, yeah. So um, what values kind of drive you as a family being in church together? Like what values drive that? Um, 
to make that a priority, to make it something that is, I mean, obviously we're both pastors. And so there's a, you kind of have to be physically present, you know, <laughs> for the most part, but just even outside of that, um, yeah. What values drive this for you guys? Um, yeah, I think just, um, teaching the kids what matters, yeah. teaching them what matters. And like you talking about, maybe I'm getting off the question here, but, um, you talking about the, um, online service and, um, like I remember like the first week, I think we sat through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and but I mean, week number two, you know, I'm thinking, Oh, I can, I can do the dishes right now while this is on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I just start <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like filling the time with other things yeah. and I just wasn't paying attention at all. Um, and it's so sad to me that so, so, it's so easy to replace. You kind of get in a new, um, you mm -hmm. just make new habits. You know, you fill in that time with something yeah. else. And um, again, it's just that what what is important? What, yeah. what are you prioritizing? Um, and I think everything, everything that we do says something about, what we're what we're valuing yeah. and um so i used to um i mean i still lecture a lot maybe i guess i don't know more than i'd like like your husband my or kids, the kids, kids. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Well, i don't know stuff that <laughs> <laughs> no um i used to think like okay here are all these you know teaching opportunities and oh this comes up and i'll tell them you know the bible says this and this and this and you know whatever and, and you yeah you do that still I, yeah for yeah. sure because I mean, wh why wouldn't I? If, you know. Yeah. But I used to place so much value, I think, on this, on these teaching moments mm. where I'm like telling them what the truth is. And I came, I was reading the Gospels several years ago, and you know, um, uh, I can't remember who who was following John, the Baptist. Um, and he, he points out there's the Messiah. So yeah. they leave John and go to Jesus and they say, where are you going? And he says, come and see. And it just hit me like they're just following Jesus around. They're learning from him yeah. by following him around. Yeah. Not that he didn't teach because he did. Yeah. Um, but they were observing him and I'm like, that's what my kids do. They follow me around all yeah. day. And God's like, you need to shut up and be an example. Yeah. And, and you can't be an example unless you have, unless you're abiding in me yeah. and prioritizing your relationship with me. It's not, they're not going to learn anything by your example because yeah. I'm not living it. I can say all the Bible that I can say. And it, but if they don't see me living it, it's not, it's going to mean nothing or it's going to, it's going to do more harm mm. than good because then I'm, I'm showing them what a hypocrite looks like. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to stop. I need to stop worrying so much about how to teach my kids scripture and live it for them. Mm -hmm. And I can't live it unless I know it, unless I know him. Um, so I don't know, I guess 
church to me falls into that category of like, mm-hmm. just what are you, what are you teaching your kids? Yeah. Um, and if you're not excited about church, if you're not excited about gathering with other people, then something's wrong. And a lot of times, like you mentioned, people who um, kind of fall away or something happens and yeah. then they don't want to come to church. We don't, there's a Bible verse about um, like people don't want to, be exposed to the light because they don't want their sin. They don't mm. want their sin to be exposed. Yeah, they want to live in the darkness. Exactly. Yeah. And when we sin, I'm so familiar with this um, from my own experiences. When I when I do something that is contrary to how God wants me to live, I if I'm not um, actively remembering the gospel. Um, in God's mercy, I will feel condemned. Mm. Um, and then I don't, I don't want to be around people. I don't want people to know me. I don't want to go to church. I don't, I don't want to be seen because I don't want to be exposed. Um, but the whole point of all of it is to be exposed. We already are exposed. God already knows everything we've ever done and will do. He knows us and he loves us and he has died for us um, to forgive us so that we can have a relationship with him. Um, But we run away from that because we don't want to we don't want to feel exposed, um, even though we already are. But God gives us each other so that we can experience in real time his forgiveness and his acceptance and his love. And we can't get that if we're isolated. Yeah. Yeah. Give me some. <laughs> no, that's good. High five. And the, the sad yeah. thing about all this COVID stuff is that it has done exactly that. It has, it has, first of all, poured out this spirit of fear, which is not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And has isolated people so that we forget, we forget that we're forgiven, we forget God's grace, we forget his mercy, we feel condemned, and then we don't want to go to church anymore. Yeah. We don't want to be around people anymore. <gasps> yeah, and we, uh, yeah. I think so often when um, when we're struggling in sin, we have this idea that like, okay, God, like, I got to show you how sorry I am. Mm-hmm. I got to give you some time to like me again. Like this idea that like, we have that, to that, earn his yeah, favor. That God yeah. is like us. Like, okay, let's give him some time to cool off before I, he's yeah. not going to even want to welcome me. And that yeah. is just like, and that is so against what God That's tells right. us in his word. He's quick to forgive. He is like, he's so ready, open arms. Like when we repent and say, Lord, that was sin. Please forgive me. Like yeah. I trust in the blood of Jesus. Like he is there and ready. Um, never, ever will God be like, you, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't come back to me. Like Mm -hmm. you got to wait, you got to clean yourself up a little bit more because like good is not good enough. Like you, there's, there's no such thing as like, Oh, I'm close enough to win God's favor. Like that's not a real thing. Like what you need is the righteousness of Christ. And you get that by believing that his son has paid it for you. And so, um, yeah, there's nothing that can separate us from his love. Yeah, that's right. I think, I, I think like, um, yeah, like your your question, like what's what's the value that's like mm, kind of like spurring us on to do it? Uh, I think the ultimate value is we want to we want God to be glorified, and that's like that's that's I know we're like I don't want to jump ahead, but that's uh that's like why church exists. Yeah, like it's it's not for it's not for us as believers primarily. Yep. It's not for non-believers primarily. Church exists. 
for God. God to be glorified. And mm-hmm. so that has to be our primary value of like, okay, what, why go to church to glorify God is, is like the biblical yeah. answer. Like, this is why this exists at all. Are there yeah. other things that we do that like subconsciously glorify God for sure. But like this call to gather together to worship is like an explicit mm. expression of adoration to glorify him. And, uh, I don't know. I think of, Christ's words in in Matthew 18 says where two or three are gathered in my name there I am among them like we can't miss out on like the importance of God's presence and it exists in like a unique and special way when we gather and worship and so that's a huge value is like I want to experience the presence of God because like there's there's no greater peace on earth than experiencing like nearness to God and uh so that's a like a huge driving value as to like why we're we going to church? We want to glorify Him. We yeah, we want to like be an example to our kids, but we also want to experience the joy of His presence, the peace of His yeah. presence, and the goodness of God. and And that happens just so beautifully when we gather together in a yeah. worship service. And even you know that passage in Matthew that where two or three gathered, the context is like confronting each other in sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen in isolation. I'm going to justify what I'm doing and I'm going to make myself feel like I'm all good because it's me. Mm -hmm. And so outside of the context of the church, um, man, repentance. I mean, how often is repentance going to take place if I'm not a part of a church? Some, I guess in my life, but not, not the way that the Lord would desire for it to be in the context of a church. And so what would you um, encourage families or how, how would you encourage families who, maybe similar to our stage where they've got littles elementary age or even, I mean, even if you got like a six month old, I mean, this still applies. Like it's, I, I've seen so many parents have one kid, their first kid and they fall off the face of the earth. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, and I, and I get it nap times. Like we, like for sure we, I've been like, we, I know what this is like yeah. and there, it will come up with any excuse in the world, but we've got to get creative if we're going to make it a high value and a high priority. So what wisdom would you encourage families who have kids um, to spur them on to like be, to make church a high value. Yeah. uh, I think um, just confidence in when you prioritize it, God will supply what you need in those other areas. Um, Right. I think that that's like, okay, if you take him at his word, like he's, when we obey him and do the things that he's called us to do, like he's gonna supply every, like Mm -hmm. he's, he's gonna fulfill every need that we have. And so, um, and we've like, we we do that same thing. It's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm tired. This is hard, or we're going through this, and um, and seasons are a real thing. But like, mm. we never get a pass from obedience. There's no, no. such thing as a season of no. life where like, well, because I'm going through this, I don't need to obey God. Like, That's right. that doesn't exist mm-hmm. in God's word. And so, um, I think we just need to, yeah, I, see. Okay, if I make this a priority, I'm trusting that God is going to supply like everything that I need in those other areas to cover it. Really, it's like us assuming God's role rather than letting him stay as God. Okay, like uh, I'm going to do this and protect my time because I'm, if I don't, then this is going to crumble or view God as God and do what he says and then trust that he's going to give you what you need. Absolutely. And, you know, and the thing I love about just what you said is, is just how important it is for us to, I think God is very much aware of the exceptions, but when he gives rules of obedience, he doesn't say, well, if this happens, you can ignore this commandment. Right. Like, like he doesn't do that at all. And so, and, but he knows like, 
we're all different. Some of us have one kid or, or no kids or elementary age. And there's like all these naps and you're going through diapers like crazy or it's the middle school, middle, middle school phase. I mean, all like yeah. all the exceptions that come with life. God is very much aware of and abundantly gracious. Like mm. he really, really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And no. above all, God cares about the condition of our heart more than any sacrifice yeah. or that's right. Um, especially if it, it somehow turns into legalism, which I think sometimes yeah. like we're, we're the, the town that we used to live in um, was very much like a Christian culture. I think Texas can kind of, maybe oh, yeah. all the South, I don't know. Um, yeah. Where where people just go just to kind of check it off their list or, you know, whatever. It's just what you're supposed to do. And I don't think that's pleasing to the Lord, even though they're showing up. I mm. think because the they're they're not doing it out of love for the Lord. Um, And I think above all, while yes, we absolutely need to be obedient, um, even when we don't feel like it, uh, he cares so much about our heart and he wants us to, to know him and to love him because he loves us. And so we, Need I feel like if we're gonna pour our energy into anything, it needs to be knowing Him and spending our time not not just like oh I need to you know teach my kids about this or be an example about this. We do need to do those, but above all, we need to be going after Him. Go after Him. Spend time with Him. Know Him pray, read your Bible, those things. Um, and it, that if you are walking with him, it will, it will show, it will come out in how you spend your time and your kids will see that and they'll learn from that. Um, no, that's good. Yeah. I mean, even in the book of of Malachi, I think it's chapter two, the Lord were Bukes the priests like crazy, mm-hmm. like the local pastors of the time. And they're doing all of these right things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're far from God. They're just going through the motion. And yeah. God's like, listen, homie, like you're crying out to me because, you know, because I'm not listening to you. It's like, no, no, no. Like you're living in sin mm-hmm. and you're blaming me for what you're doing. Like, how about you set aside your sin and pursue Christ and, mm-hmm. and, and then you're going to grow and yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be pleased with you. I'm not pleased with you right now because you're living in sin, living in darkness. And so don't get mad at me, you know, for doing that. And so, um, and those were like the spiritual leaders, um, in, you know, in the nation of Israel. And so it's like, man, like how easy, you know, just because you're on staff at a church or, you know, you're a leader of some sort doesn't like, you don't get exception from that. Your right. heart still matters. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've heard, I've heard so many people, um, say that they'll, they don't want to come back to church cause they don't want their kids to get sick because not just any sickness. I remember yeah. when we, our kids used to get sick every weekend. Yeah. That's not a new thing. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> and it was like half the week, you know, you're dealing with you know, snotty noses and stuff just yeah. in time. They get better just in time to go back to church. Really. Yeah. Um, but if they, if their kids get sick, then they'll have to s- stay home from school for two weeks or whatever. Um, and again, and I get that completely cause that is a huge, um, inconvenience. Yeah. Um, but again, what are we, what are we saying to our kids? What's important? What are we, what are we prioritizing over God yeah. by staying home so that your kids 
don't have to stay home from school. So you're choosing, I'm going to stay home from church so that we don't have to stay home from school. Yeah. Um, no, it's, I, it's no, it, and I think it, that should hurt a little bit. I think, you know, and not to say that, you know, and the biggest idol I've seen in my, in my time here in Austin that my family and I have loved is education and the need to justify for dads to justify spending 70 hours a week away to make a certain amount of money because it costs X amount of dollars to send their kid to this or that. And I, I think it's a, it's a question uh, that is worthy to ask. And I think often I have noticed the first thing to go in the lives of people who are followers of Jesus, even people that I would say are like the most dedicated people I know, at least from an outside perspective, looking as best as I can know, the first thing to go is their involvement and dedication to the church. Mm. And I like, and not to condemn folks, but it's a legitimate question that we need to ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, if we desire to pursue Christ with all things. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. What are, what are we idolizing by, and, and again, like, um, sports, like, a lot of people won't come to church because yeah. their kids have a game, or and I don't know if they're doing that now. But oh no, it's uh, uh, but I know it's yeah, it's a thing. Do you know any kids in sports? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually about to list a, a whole list of people that are on my naughty list. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Do not at all. Not at all. I don't have anybody in mind yes. at all. So the, and the and the the thing is like um again like God is gracious. You don't you know yeah. like we're not saying this to be like oh condemnation, but yeah. like okay um let's remind ourselves the truth of God's word and then obey it in joy and just just yeah. watch that I have no hesitation in promising that if you were to make those adjustments to have church be a priority yeah. I, this this is a, a promise of complete confidence that God will cover those other things that mm. you're worried about. That yeah. is so true. Yeah. So personal example, my kids, I'm homeschooling now, but but last year was my first, my, I had a kindergartner and a first grader. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're both going to school, you know. The first time, we've never lived near family. I've never had like downtime really. Yeah. Um, and so I was so pumped. But I'm like, okay, Lord, my time is your time. What do you want me to do with it? And I'm like hoping he's going to be like, you know, I don't know, something, something amazing, you know, where I'm just like, doing amazing stuff and <laughs> impacting people or, you know, making cookies and passing them out. And I don't know, making people feel so great. Yeah. Um, and he's like, just pray with your time. I'm like, I don't really want to spend my, I'd rather <laughs> do something. Yeah, for okay. you. That's cool. Like, Lord. But yeah. what do you, yeah. What yeah, else? What do you though? want me to do? Like, yeah. to, I want to do something for you. And he's like, pray, just pray, just pray. So I kind of resisted for a little while thinking like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, I'll kind of prep for dinner and then I'll, you know, clean the bathrooms and whatever, I serve at home. And man, it was just like emptiness. So I finally submitted uh, to, to what he was telling me to do. And so it was like the first thing, this is what I'm doing. And at first it was really just like being disciplined and like obeying, like I'm showing up, you know, I'm doing what you're asking me to do. And it, God has used it mm. to, tr uh, he has transformed not only the way that I, I think about prayer, which always yeah. felt kind of, um, empty. Yeah. Sort of empty. Yeah. Um, to, to, it is, I, I can't imagine a more 
meaningful way to spend my time than than talking to the one who created yeah. me and loves me. Um, and it has made me want to spend more time with him. And um, it, yeah, it's just like, it's so beautiful because something that I resisted really for months, um, when I finally gave him my time, it was beyond... It was richer than I could have ever yeah. um, thought that it yeah. would be. And then your worries about like, okay, what am I not accomplishing by spending this? Like they that, faded. Yeah, they totally. faded. Yeah. Like it, and it's a. Um, they yeah. became unimportant. Yeah. It it just became unimportant to me. Yeah. Yeah. And we've still been eating. It's not that like we haven't you know me and Roman and Lane <laughs> haven't had any food. Yeah. In like a couple of years. Um, I was just feeling. I mean, you can fill your time with anything. Yeah. You know if. It's a lot easier to just do stuff than to stop, than to stop and spend time with the Lord. But there's nothing, when you get to the end of your life, God's not going to say, you did great job, you know, around the house or like, you did a good job on your work or, you know, did you, did you know him? Did you spend time with him? Did you ask for his Holy Spirit and for, for his giftings so that you can bless other people and encourage them and grow the kingdom? And are we even aware of his kingdom? Because he says, if you make the kingdom of God your primary concern. He will give you everything yeah, that yeah, you yeah, need. Yeah. But we take that into our own hands and say, I need to provide for myself. I need to make sure that such and such is done or whatever. And we end up filling all of our time on earthly things and don't yeah. even think about the things of heaven or the kingdom of God when yeah. that should be our primary concern. Yeah. I, I tell our youth leaders often who you are in Christ matters much more than what you do for Christ. Absolutely. And, and for good or bad, you know, there's, you'll hear a lot like serve, 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 serve <laughs> within the context, because it's a biblical value that we should yeah. embrace. But just because somebody is showing up or doing something for the Lord does not all mean that they're even a believer mm-hmm. or that they are spiritually thriving in their walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so the heart behind who we are and our relationship with Christ matters way more than what we do for Christ. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. so, um, and so even just to encourage families too, like don't just think just because you come, that means you're, you guys are all, you know on the up and up and all things are good. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's a heart issue behind all of these mm-hmm. things. But what does it look like for us to set the example for our kids and teenagers right. that are coming behind us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think of uh, hearers and doers. We, uh, we like kind of beat on that. Like yeah. we do not just be hearers of the word, but also doers. We're like, okay, well, we got to do, 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 do. Like mm-hmm. the yeah. do proves the hearing. That, that's not true. He says mm-hmm. do both. And so like that means you can't neglect time with him. Like yeah. reading the word, studying the word. And then that really should like, swell up in our hearts and encourage us to serve but like serving without knowing god just runs dry and it doesn't have the same impact like you'll you'll wear out you're doing it for yourself like it's it's just not the same and so doing it god's way he'll he'll give you everything you need but it's a both like here and do and here before you do yeah like don't don't do on your own like wisdom Hmm. or understanding of what you should be doing don't lean on your own understanding at all Seek the Lord. He will tell you what to do. Yeah, in yeah. all if your you, ways. Yeah. Yes, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. We can't, we can come up, I have a million ideas a day of things that I could do. And um, 
they're all my ideas. I think they're great. And like, oh, this would be so amazing if, you know, we blah, blah, blah. Um, and the Holy Spirit is usually like, no, <laughs> that's, that's not from me. Um, so just wait. Yeah. Not that we shouldn't be serving. Absolutely, we should. Um, but God will make it clear to you where he wants to use you yeah. if you're seeking him. Because I think we can just get so religious and think that we are in relationship with Jesus and we're not. Yeah. We're just we're just doing stuff supposedly for him, but it's not really. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Well, I appreciate you guys and your time. Thanks and, for having us. And uh, chatting about why being involved in church matters. And so um, any last words you guys would like to share to encourage parents? We've done a lot of encouragement and even stepping on toes, which I think is good. Like I think um, we've asked good questions mm -hmm. that I think parents need to at least consider and ponder. Yeah, I think my, uh, my final encouragement would be um, – just actually trust in the Lord mm -hmm. and uh, and find the joy in obeying Him, uh, rather than being quick to to question what He's called us to do. Let's be quick to follow what He's called us to do, and yeah. then look for like look for joy in it. And it doesn't mean yeah. like okay, uh, I obey God and everything gets perfect, but it does mean He will give you lasting joy, and you'll yeah. you'll see His hand in things, and it will encourage like every aspect of your life. And so, yeah. Um, yeah trust in him actually yeah. and and be ready to see him work and give him quick credit when mm -hmm. you notice his hand moving like just thank him thank yeah. him and be like oh okay that's it you're helping me see it now lord help me help me trust you in this next thing uh and that will that will be really fruitful i promise yeah no absolutely absolutely and uh, i think i just want to say anything that we have said we have learned by failing Mm. miserably oh yeah big time um we could tell on the podcast because you guys didn't even go to church together for now i'm just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not trying to rub it in um so it's uh, i mean yeah we definitely have failed just fail and still do i mean yep. but I, I think it got so gracious to allow us to fail so that we can mm. learn yeah that's good, babe. Thanks. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today on the House on Fire podcast. Please share this so others can be blessed by the conversation we had today, and we will see you all next time. <laughs>